Okay. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> my name Thank is Mirland, and you can please give us your name and where you're from. Okay. My name is Molina Jean-Louis, and I am from New York. Okay, great. Is there anything that you would like to present today to the audience? Yes. Um, my parents are both from Haiti, and my focus is Haitianish, which is kind of a play on blackish, meaning that I am of American-born but Haitian blood. So my goal is to refocus on knowing my roots. Okay, so how do you plan on doing that? By traveling. Um, this is my third year in Haiti as an adult without my parents telling me where to go. Um, my focus is to see as much of Haiti as I can and to take photos of it so people can see the other narrative of Haiti that's not exposed. Okay, so what narrative is that? Which one? The one I'm trying to show or the yes, one that's... Yes, the one that you're focusing on. My focus is to show the beauty of Haiti. Because when I, whenever I'm traveling here, people say the same thing. Aren't you concerned about your safety? Um, aren't you concerned about the garbage? But there are other aspects of Haiti that are just not known about or people choose not to show and expose. So that's my goal. Okay. What would you say is the most beautiful place in Haiti you've been to? Um... Uh, <laughs> I would say um, so far I haven't seen all areas, but I definitely like Oka. Okay, and for full disclosure, <laughs> how do we know each other? Well, you happen to be my sister. <laughs> and travel buddy. And travel buddy. <laughs> so out of, uh, what would you say is the reason why you find... Um, Haiti so beautiful. You can have more than one reason. I'm sure Haiti won't mind. It's, <laughs> it's the homeland of my parents, you know? Um, I've been here three times as a child with my family. My dad comes here every year. Um, it's a beautiful country. The people, the land, the food, it's beautiful. I, I just want other people to see that. Okay, how would you describe Haiti to someone who's never been there? And they're asking you, there's no pictures around, there's no Instagram, <laughs> there's no Facebook or anything like that. How would you describe it to someone? Um, it's a Caribbean island that has a lot going on from the largest fort that's in the Caribbean. Because I think most people know about Moro and Puerto Rico, but they don't realize that we have the largest fort in the Caribbean. Uh, just beautiful. There's all aspects. It's got the beach, it's got city life, it's got mountains, uh, a lot of hidden treasures. Okay. What would you recommend to someone who does want to come? What would be your, uh, your biggest piece of advice? Well, um, if they don't have a French background, I would definitely tell them to research as much as they can, uh, possibly have a guide that could help them get around. Uh, it being French and Haitian Creole being the primary language, you can get by by English, but it is also helpful to have somebody that does speak one of those languages. Okay. Is there anything in your travels to Haiti that has surprised you? Um, that I feel like I'm not the only diaspora that's trying to rediscover their roots. So when I go to a lot of the hotels, even this one, to tell you the truth, I've never had an interest of coming to the Royal Decameron. The only reason why I came is because of the Haiti Tech Summit. 
I really want to see the people. And usually when you go to an all-inclusive resort, it could be a resort anywhere. You're just there, you've got all you can eat, all you can drink, and you don't really feel the culture. But for a lot of the hotels that I frequent, there are actually other Haitians that are there. It's not just Europeans or Americans, there are actually other Haitians and diaspora at those locations. Okay. What would you recommend to anyone who's in the diaspora and they in particular have never been to Haiti? Because they may have some connection because of their family, but they haven't been there before. What would you recommend to them? Don't be scared. Don't be scared. I mean, um, on my first trip here in 2016 as an adult, I asked my cousins if any of them were interested in coming with me, and none of them were. It was my Italian-American friend that came with me on the trip. So I, I can't say for all diaspora, but there are quite a few who are just scared based on the stories that they hear from not only the media, but from their own family. Uh, Go for it. I mean, if you're going to Jamaica, you're going to the Dominican Republic, the Bahamas, why isn't Haiti an option for you? Okay. But thank you for your answer on Sorry. that. No. <laughs> Very honest. And also, um, for the diaspora who, let's say they still haven't gotten over that emotional hump of being scared, is there something that they could do where they are in Florida, New York, Canada, France, wherever they are? Is there something they can do there? to help Haiti in some way? Of course. Um, there are a lot of organizations that are involved with the diaspora. So if you want to kind of dip your toe into it, there are a lot of events that happen at those locations where they can intermingle with people who are directly from Haiti or connected as a diaspora. And you said you were here for the Haiti Tech Summit. Mm -hmm. Is there anything in particular that you're attracted to in technology that you want to connect um, with Haiti? Um, I guess I want to see what the technological opportunities are and the ability to network. Because I realized that there would be other people who are here from that diaspora and from different organizations. So I just want to see what is available tech-wise in Haiti. Um, my biggest goal is to show the beauty and more an aspect of vacationing and traveling. But I couldn't miss this opportunity because when you hear of Haiti Tech, for a lot of people that might seem like an oxymoron. So I just wanted to see for myself, and I was very excited that something like that is being done in Haiti. Okay. Um, and is there anything that you want to say to Haitians in Haiti as someone who's in the diaspora and you're kind of discovering more about the country and what's already going on on the ground and things that Haitians have been working on themselves? What would you say to them? Just be open to us. Um, I've gotten mixed um, reviews, I guess, from Haitians that are here. Some people are really excited that we're here and getting to know our roots, and then some of us, some of them are a little more uh, suspicious. Um, give us a chance. Why do you think they would be suspicious of you? I don't know if it's based on previous experiences. Um, I've heard a couple of people say the same thing, that um, sometimes when the diaspora come here, they feel like they're kind of like running a show and things could be, should be done this way. Uh, that's not my goal. My goal is to learn um, and to expose the beauty. So what have you learned from the Haitians that are in Haiti so far in your trips? Um, being American and our current president, I've learned about their opinion. <laughs> But um, I guess what it's like being here and the transition that it may not necessarily be the view that our parents have, um, that they are open to technology, 
uh, just that they're open. All right, so you, you said you had mixed reviews. Would you say the, um, the reviews were like that people didn't want to interact with you at all? Because I think that's something like a lot of the diaspora who are curious about coming are wondering about, like what kind of reception are they going to get? So do you feel like anything happened that would turn you off from coming back? No, as a New Yorker, I'm very stubborn, so I will still come back. Um, I would say it was 80% positive. There might be the 20% that wasn't necessarily receptive um, to me, but I keep trucking. I keep coming back. Okay. And is there anything else you want to share with the audience? Um, well, you can follow me on my social media. It's Haitianish, um, Haitianish.com, and you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>